Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the 41st View. Myself, Bob. Myself, Ryan. What's happening, folks? Produced by big old limo boy in the corner there. Big and sexy. this week... Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. He is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we're delighted to be joined by Tom Lawler, who is the co-director of the Bram Stoker Festival, which is taking place in Dublin over this weekend from October 27th to the 30th. The festival, which has now entered its 11th year, celebrates the life and work of Stoker, as well as presenting many installations and experiences for all manner of thrills. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. You done well there, Bob. Listen, listen. I know yeah, that's say, a good intro. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we say it every week because we, we swap um, intros every week. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the most formal part. It's like reading from a teleprompter, you yeah. know? But we're getting, we're getting, it, do, do, who does it better? Does one Bob of you do it better? Bob right, does okay. it better. Yeah. I'm, I'm shy at it. <laughs> what was it? Last, last week, week I last got week wrong. Last yeah. <laughs> We've done the intro, so just speaking on last week, yes, shout sir. out to paranormal researchers ireland yes sir um for coming up and give us and giving us some spooky stories it was but, brilliant i loved yeah, every minute we, of it we mm. done, i done the intro and i called them paranormal investigators yeah, ireland oh ireland. big mistake yeah so they waited till i finished the whole intro <laughs> and then tina was like we're actually paranormal researchers ireland like, yeah fuck's sake. and it's just that instant sweat like yeah. do you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like turn the air con on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no we're getting good at it we're yeah no right. you're great you're great at one, it. Yeah. bob's nice. great at it i can if there's one thing that he's good at <laughs> yeah it's the intro arriving on time to the studio <laughs> is not one of those things this isn't this isn't just a one-off like yeah. you know what i mean but, uh, but uh, now, yeah, no. yeah, shout out to Tina and Chris Rush for coming up and giving us a whopper episode. I was, was really packing my jocks. It was really good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. And I can't wait for our exploration of the Hellfire. Yeah, they said they bring us up to the Hellfire Club. Oh, so brilliant. Yeah. At like two in the morning to yeah. kind of do a bit of a... Yeah, I've heard, there's, I've heard it's haunted. Yeah. Have you ever been up? I've been up during the day, but I mean, I've heard <laughs> yeah. all the stories are there. Yeah. Like, I've heard some of the stories about it, but yeah. like, yeah, I've never been up at night. That'll be a trip. Yeah, they've yeah. told uh, they've told some very scary stories Spooky from up stories? there. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm a very, I'm a big scaredy cat. I've been saying it all month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate horror and stuff like that. But I listened to the to the episode that I listened to um, with Eric. You guys were sharing kind of stories from your family, like <laughs> spooky stories yeah. or stories oh, yeah, that your yeah, family yeah. had shared. And I was thinking actually of one. Can I start? Yeah, talking? yeah, you yes, can. can. Go for uh, it. Can I start talking on this yeah. podcast? Yeah. Which yeah. I guess? Start talking right now. No, it reminded me of one, and actually, and it's only it came to mind because I'd actually asked my mom how true it was only a couple of weeks ago. Because when we were kids, my mum used to tell this story about how. Uh, so her brother lived in, um, what the listener can't see is that we're in a very red room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's yeah. this red light glowing behind you. It feels very spooky in here. Yeah, that is, um, it is. My, uh, my mom's brother, my uncle, lived in a flat in Ballymun and with his wife and two kids, right? Right. And my si- I wasn't born at the time, which I'm kind of raging about, but my <laughs> sister was uh, two. So she just started kind of speaking and, yeah, and yeah. you know, running around and being an independent person. <laughs> and uh, so they were down visiting my uncle in the flat, right? And um, my mom had heard from her brother that Lizzie, who's his daughter, like had this imaginary friend. Oh. Right. And so that, I think already my mom was like, oh yeah, it's an imaginary friend. Like kids have imaginary friends. But like they had, they were, he was kind of freaking them out a little bit. Like this imaginary friend was a guy in his late thirties who seemingly was in the house all the time. Kind of freaked, <laughs> kind of freaked them out a little bit. Anyway, so my mom and dad and, and sister go down and visit them in the flat. And my sister, Joanne, goes into Lizzie's bedroom and comes running out of it screaming, saying, like, who's that man in there? 
God. And she described, and my mum was like, what man? There's no other man in there. And she described this man in his like, I mean, she wasn't two years old saying, he's in his late 30s. But she described <laughs> a man similar to the he man that Lindsay described. works in the post described. office. I can tell. What's <laughs> the post office attire right there? His name is Dave. <laughs> um, but she was terrified, wouldn't go back in. And then anyway, I asked my mum recently how true that was. And she was like, it was totally true. They had yeah. a priest over to try, like to bless the place. Wow. They oh, ended up crazy. leaving it after a couple of years because there was just, my mum also then a, a year later was down babysitting Lizzie. And I don't know how true this one is but she says something <laughs> fell off the wall while she was there right yeah well, i mean yeah. the ballymun flats they were yeah, notorious for things surprised. falling off the wall <laughs> yeah. but just that it was such a new building right at the time yeah, i just remember yeah. thinking that is really strange like mm. so I mean, unless was it was my... a walker that helped build it and passed away on the site yeah like who would oh, be Jesus. haunting it yeah you know? yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't know but there's always like there's things like that like that happen quite like it's kind of just like you know it's one of those you know it's it's unsolved like do you know what i mean yeah, no yeah. one knows i remember there was a, a friend of mine Shit, there was new apartments that were built. I don't know. Do you know Liffey Gales? Is it or just on Bally Farmer Road as you're going up to Ballier there? There's like yeah. the GAA that's across the road. There's this new apartment building that was built there, like let's say 10 years ago or something like that. And I remember my friend uh, was just showing a, a video of his new house and this, and he was like, this, that, and the other. Oh, here, it's just himself there. And then you could just see this woman going from left to right across in the video in the video and he was just like uh, he didn't even notice it but it's only when he looked it back because he was sending it to like you know the lads to show them his new spot they were like hey did you is there someone in the house with you there's clearly a woman just walking away in the background he was like not a clue like he was like fuck this like you just bought this apartment (laughs) like and it was all going good but apparently like something just down the road or something you know what i mean like there was no cemetery down the road or something like that but like how did how did they get to there? Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. like, it, it's a stretch to there. That's the only thing you could think of was yeah. like, there's a cemetery down the road. So maybe. But I feel like there's a cemetery down the road from everywhere. Everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But that's why you chalked it off as, but I'm like, how did, like, what did they get a fucking Uber down or whatever? Like, how did they end up here in this room on the fifth floor? Like, do you know what I mean? Strange. But yeah, I remember watching them being like, yeah. You've seen the video. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, sw- you swear there's the woman like walking by. Like, you've oh, seen legit. It. Like, yeah. Right. She's like, it's just in a blue like jacket or something like that. She had blonde hair. Op- sure, he wasn't like cheating on his missus or something. <laughs> well, wow. and he was calling yeah, a ghost. Well. Yeah. Very yeah. Oh, it must have been a ghost. Well. Oh, spooky ghost. Why am I just like, oh, bro, coach, shouldn't said anything. No, but like, no, legit. Like, he was like, I have no clue what this is. Yeah, weird. I don't think you ever seen it again, but. That split second was just caught on film and stuff like that, but he was always a bit kind of dubious. Well, I light a candle for your friends. Yeah, please, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> no, say a little prayer. Like, this, you know is the, what I mean? this is the thing as well. Like, and Tina and Chris were saying last week, they are still skeptical. Yeah, but yeah. they're not cynics about kind of ghosts and hundred percent that yeah. like shit like that. You know, their minds I, are open. Yeah, their minds are open. Pretty, you much. have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not to just like cross off everything. But like, it yeah, could, it could be. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, I don't know. I'm still not. I'm just a big scaredy cat, so yeah, could be happening. I would shit myself, so it's not a big deal. For, like, I just don't want to believe in it at all. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> want to think about it. You don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. But what happens if you go up to your room tonight and, like, you go into the bathroom and there's just a bloke standing in there? Yeah, moving out straight away. Straight away, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No mess. I don't know. I feel at this stage, like, I'm 40 years old. Like, <laughs> if there's ghosts, they've been around already. Like, yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's not, like, leave the, you know, they're not, if you've yeah, gone to this I stage. Know. I don't know. I just, I'm not uh, trying to convince you, but. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got me. Just accept it, right? 
I just wrote the same the effort to blade me over out and trying oh, to get a new oh, gaff yeah. I'd rather just stay fucking uh, haunted. I like my house. <laughs> I like oh, my yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, in Dublin now, like trying to find a new place because your place is haunted. It's like you're yeah. fucked. You're <laughs> Do not you have get to disclose if your place is haunted in Ireland? Probably not. Because in some places that is a legal requirement. That is you have it? To dis- I think so. I wouldn't be surprised there. I'm pretty I sure. It, I think if I was mine off someone, Sounds I, like I'd thing. want them to say. Yeah, to I'd want them to know. Yeah. Like if they knew hey, look, it was haunted. FYI, uh, something happened in here, X, Y, and Z. Hence the 50 grand reduction. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like something happened here and I think you should know about it. I'd really appreciate if someone could do that. Like, but if they didn't and shit started happening. Yeah, but would you do it if you were selling your house? Like you realized <laughs> yeah, it was that's 50 grand you out of your in. pocket. <clears throat> no. You, you raise a good point. Yeah. You raise a good point. Straight yeah. out of there. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, probably wouldn't. Oh, no. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, so, Tom, you're involved in the Bram Stoker Festival, so... Yeah. Hold the phone. I just, I was going to do a little icebreaker. Kinda. Oh, is this the icebreaker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, I'm excited this, for this. This is the big icebreaker. There's a lot of build-up to this Limo one. There has came, been a lot of build-up to this Limo came up with this one, so it's shy. Okay. You can send the hate towards it. absolutely stitching me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just because Bram Stoker, Dracula, I was, Limo and myself were talking earlier about an icebreaker that we could come up with, and I think it's a good one. So okay. I'll put it up to you ourselves. I have my answer. So I've not heard about this. Bob hasn't okay. heard it yet. Tom obviously hasn't heard of it yet because it's a, it's a one for the for us. But um, so as a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the worst thing if you were a vampire? What would you think is the worst thing about being a vampire? Oh, that is good, right? So I have my one. <coughs> so I, I'll give you a minute to think about it, right? I'm sure, Liam, you've talked about yours as well. I actually haven't at all. No. <laughs> what I'm thinking now, probably I fucking love garlic. Right. <laughs> I think so many dishes would be yeah. ruined. Although but if, if you're I a vampire, you just drink foods. a blood, right? Maybe it, not seeing yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't check the sweet fade. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a <laughs> the fade slip now. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might get one of those V jobs, so yeah. I wouldn't be able to look at that. I was going to say being immortal. Imagine having to stick around forever. Well, you could just stake yourself yeah but can like, you though can you? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think you can, you can. No, it has I don't to be, think you can I think someone else has to be yeah okay. and I, then there's probably some like rule of that vampire universe that it can't be someone you convinced to do it yeah yeah, yeah. depend on what franchise <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think mine is probably the same it's the boredom of it I imagine yeah yeah, yeah. like but there's like, I mean because in a film or a book like you're just seeing little snippets right yeah. you're just seeing like where they are on a particular day in a particular time as part of a particular story but the reality of that <laughs> it's like forever <laughs> like and like I would say so you could travel the world but like if you have forever you'll see everywhere like it's kind yeah. of like boring event yeah. what's that uh, quote uh, from I, I crossed oceans of time to yeah to yeah. see you or to meet you Liam, Luke has a tattoo on, has his, on, on his arm I'm trying to visualise his arm well, yeah. <laughs> he even goes to show he's he spent centuries chasing a bird so yeah loads yeah. of time I think the immortality for me definitely yeah I yeah I probably would yeah because well. like as you said it would be fu- like imagine having to con- constantly meet new but people but also like, yeah. you're, like you're you're very powerful like do you know mm-hmm. what I mean you are you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, well, that's the good side yeah, of it. Yeah, that as well. Also, like, <laughs> to it too. <laughs> having to evade mean? detection, like, all yeah, yeah, the time yeah, yeah. for fucking ever. And then if you're part of a certain franchise, you wouldn't be able to go out during the day. So then your yeah. time's limited. Well, pretty much all of them, is just, unless it's fucking... Well, now Twilight. Twilight. I was going to say, glow. unless it's Twilight. <laughs> yeah, Spark. Yeah, Spark. Yeah, or like, say in Dracula, he was eating children and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you're Dracula, it's what you have to do. I don't so, know like, there. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm pretty, like, I I was, for some reason, the thing that's come to mind is, well, I'm really, like, I can barely sleep unless I've got the exact same pillows forever your back would be done in like that would be a nightmare see Harry Norman clothes at nine like, you know what I mean? yeah. in the summer you're yeah, fucked like it doesn't get dark until ten in another 200 years Harry Norman might be around and you won't get your pillows again yeah, yeah. so you'll have to go find new ones why are you just yeah. buying pillows in Harvey Norman I don't know why I said Harvey Norman I just went along with it where'd you buy your pillows from yeah no Harvey Norman I think I bought my pillows on Amazon Amazon Think so. Duns, I'd say. Anyway, you go to Duns. Yeah, Duns. We're going down a tangent here, but yeah, that's, <laughs> wasn't part of the question. No, sorry, but yeah. Um, I think yeah, because as I said, if you can't go out in the light, then you've yeah. you're only limited to twelve hours, pretty much, unless okay. you went to what? Where's that place? Is it Finland or Iceland? Well, that Thirty Days of Dark, that movie yeah. with vampires. Oh, but yeah, I, know, yeah, I was yeah. just about to say, what a <laughs> cracking! Like I, that was actually brings me kind of onto a little question, actually, little segue, little segue. What's your favorite kind of uh, interpretation of like Dracula and a vampire like story, whether it be in theater or, you know, film? Yeah, or the book itself, like portrayal like, of a portrayal. Or Sorry, yeah, like, like you're person like, who played, or no, like, like the interpretation of it, like 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 the franchise, franchise, like Dracula like let's say like you had Dracula, you had Nosferatu, you had yeah. Thirty Days of Night, you had the Blade. theater version, Blade, yeah, Blade, Buffy. There's the what's the <laughs> one? There's um there's uh there's a brilliant one which kind of which is really different from all of the other ones. And it's um, Let the Right One In. Yes. Which is a really brilliant take on it because it's this like innocent, right? Mm -hmm. It's this like young innocent that's kind of thrust into this world of like being an absolute monster. Yeah. That I think is, that's a, and it was felt totally new at the time. I think there's been representations like that. There was an American version of it made afterwards, but the original, I can't remember what language it was in or what country it came from, but it's so good. I think Eric or somebody else Gave that as a must-watch movie. Yeah, it's um, brilliant. It's really good because it's kind of like uh, and referring back to it's like referring back to the episode that Eric mentioned as well. You guys were talking about it, Midsummer, right? Which takes place entirely in the yeah. light, entirely during yeah, the day, yeah. and there's something even more chilling about it. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. terrifying, but yeah. it's like really chilling. Mm. And that that the let the right one in, let the right one in, right? Let the yeah. right one in. Yeah. I remember thinking was a really great take on it. I mean, other than that, like some of the classic ones. I mean, I think the Bram Stoker, the um, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula is a oh, great like just interpretation. Epic, is that really? the yeah. one? Winona Ryder and yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Thank you. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone in that was just Anthony Hopkins as well, yeah. Nelson yeah. as well. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. the, I tell my dad was a massive fan of that, is still a massive fan of that. And I think that was the one that kind of like it's got a lot of kind of shocking kind of imagery and stuff like that yeah. in it, too. But it's also really camp, like, it, yeah, doesn't shy, yeah. it doesn't shy away from the fact that it's fucking ridiculous yeah. and <laughs> it kind of embraces yeah. that as of well, course, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's really okay with the fact that this is really a ridiculous story, of course, and yeah. it's totally fine with it. And it really it doesn't play it for laughs, but it plays it for like that old Victorian kind of sense of like, yeah mystery and surprise but also there's an element of, of like full camp in it yeah, yeah. no 100 no. i seen um sorry just to cut in i seen actually with regards to that um film gary allman's the same where he has the woman's dead as, as love as life died. um and he does the when he screams like no yeah. that's not actually gary allman isn't it apparently there was uh his his no wasn't like strong enough so they oh. they dubbed it they dubbed it with some like punk rocker from some band back in the sixties. No way, that's mad. Ollie Sykes or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was doing, I've done a bit of research today, and I was looking through stuff. That's from, cool. 
someone had mentioned that fact. I, yeah. You can't forget also that Bella Lugosi's Dracula oh, is like what inspired pretty much every representation yeah. of Dracula is that ever the since. Universal and just vampires in general. One? The Universal monster. Yeah, like way, way back, back way when. back in the forties. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 19, were you 1926, I think. Oh, was it? Bella, was yeah, it? the black and white oh, one, no, was no. it? Yeah, oh, I God. think so. Yeah. Yeah. 1931, apparently. 1931, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just, we've shown that <laughs> easily five times, I should know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 1931, skip, just cut yeah, that yeah, last yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm Sam. Um, what were you going to say, Bob? No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, that... But, like, do you know, in more recent times, there's been much more aggressive kind of takes, like, on mm. vampires and that kind of genre with 30 Days of Night, I think mm. is... One of the best ones I've seen. In I remember the last, enjoying it. I loved it. I thought it was. It gave. It was so chilling. Yeah. And it was so just like aggressive. Like, do you know what I mean? Even how they acted in it. Like, oh, obviously, freaky as fuck. Like, literally to this day, like, I you would you would struggle <laughs> with this one, bro. Like, yeah. I watch it and I'm still like, you know, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Like, but I love I oh, I love horror films. So like, it deep within, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But I'm really freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, it's like, I think the mad thing, I mean, I know I'm like literally running a festival based around Dracula, but I'm <laughs> not that much of a horror fan. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's part, like I've become probably more of a horror fan and like know more about like vampires and like in film and, and pop culture since then. But it's not like you're naming all of these films and I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every week with films, mate. Every week that they're coming out with films, it's just... I'm just sitting here like You just sit here and you're like Okay Bob's like you should watch that And I'm like yeah I sure will (laughs) I'm not Yeah (laughs) No but yeah you're not big of a horror buff Like no I'm not a buff right Like I would say I mean like 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 probably the same level If maybe slightly higher than an average person Right so like I'll watch a horror film Enjoy it And like you know There was a period of time When I would seek them out all the time But like I guess with the festival Like we I say we I'm referring to me and and Marie Who's my co-director Like we um approach it like we would any other festival that we work on or have worked on right so it's like it's an opportunity to like expand on a topic or it's an opportunity to bring people into something it's an opportunity to yeah yeah, exactly yeah so it's not i never approach this as like uh, oh my god i'm a horror fan and i'd love to work on that on that festival you know no interesting yeah that's cool you've worked on did i read the body and soul and stuff like that yeah, I like I mean I guess uh the last few years I've worked on on loads, yeah. Body and Soul was one, um Dublin Film Festival. Um why am I forgetting every other festival? <laughs> why am I I've got one that's starting in two days, so I'm forgetting all of the rest <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah. Um yeah, we we're like I mean I've been working on festivals since probably twenty fifth what is it, twenty twenty three? So twenty thirteen, yeah. twenty fourteen. Right, yeah. No, that's a lie. Since twenty two since two thousand seven, my first job was Dublin Fringe Festival. Uh, in two thousand seven, first festival yeah. job, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And like was that was something was events, because I know I was reading up a bit about events management and stuff. Was that something that like you went to college for and was what you wanted to do? Or how did you fall into that kind of line of work? Um, I think it was like I remember in school. I remember thinking even then I'd love to work around. Like we were talking just before we started recording yeah. about like thinking when you're younger. Like I'd love to be an artist or love to yeah, you know, yeah, do that. Yeah. And I'm crap at it. Like I'm not a good artist. <laughs> I'm shit yeah. at drawing. I can't sing. I don't. I'm not good with musical instruments. Yeah. So I kind of decided like that's not the, that won't be the world that, that I work in. Yeah, yeah. I studied English and art history in college, and then, um like after college got a job in a bank for a year and absolutely fucking despised it yeah, and like yeah, just yeah. and then met someone who's kind of was kind of part of a world of like music and film and theatre and like I met loads of people in that world and realised actually like 
anyone can work in this. Yeah. So yeah. I just took, you know, this was at a time when it was easy to get an internship and still live in town. Like rent was really cheap in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. I don't Good know how days. people do it now. Like well, I was 22, <laughs> had an internship and had a flat in town. And like, that's, yeah. I don't know if that's Unheard all that possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dublin doesn't facilitate that anymore. No, like no, it's really, it's really, it's they've, way tougher. Yeah. They've tried to incorporate some things for like artists, but I, I suppose tried is probably an, you know, yeah. yeah, like I, 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 I was there. coming up at a time when that was a lot easier. Yeah. And so like literally was surviving on next to no money and still managing to be hung over all the time, yeah. which I just think is probably tougher now. Yeah. But as soon as I started working in the arts then I kind of fell into it, like it's always been largely in kind of a marketing or comms or sponsorship capacity. But then the last mm-hmm. few years we've, I've, you know, taken on other roles or become like, you know, co-director in a couple of different festivals, which have been, um, a little bit more in programming. So like Bram, Maria does the vast majority of the programming. I do the vast majority of the comms and stuff. But um, but no, to answer your question properly, no, I didn't study it. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of kind of fell into it knowing like this is a world that I find really exciting yeah, and I yeah. feel myself in and like I'm surrounded by people who are doing really brilliant things um, and I can help them with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of where it came from. Brilliant. Yeah, because that's what I was saying to myself, and I said it a few times. Like I was never a big music. I couldn't get into music. I tried guitars and everything, and I just followed the lads around. And then now this is. I feel like this is my mm. way of getting into something like that's a bit more than just sitting at home walking from. Yeah, home. that's creative, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Still. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's good. And like the the dimensions, like Fringe Festival, Body and Soul, like they're, they're big, like mm. big mm. deals, like. And for you to be like saying you kind of fell into it and then get involved in these mm. things, it's fair, hats off to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like I kind of look back on it now and it sort of it kind of feels like, you know, one thing really just led to the, led to another, right? And I yeah. guess that's one of the great things about uh, a city as, I don't want to say as small as Dublin, but oh, like... It is small. It is. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is small. Like, I don't think I would have had the same... I remember when I was in my, like, around when I was kind of thinking about leaving the Fringe and I was thinking about moving to London. Talk, and which everyone big. has done right? I mean yeah. everyone's either done it or talked yeah. about it and I yeah. remember looking at jobs over there and being like full time year round sal- like full time year round stressful jobs and the mm. pay is like 13 grand mm-hmm. you're yeah. like how can you survive in London yeah. on yeah. like next to me Dublin is a lot smaller than that and I think there's a bit more actually significantly more respect for people who work in the arts in Ireland than I think yeah. there is in other countries Yeah, I think it's a bit, I don't want to say it's easy to work in the arts in Ireland because it's really not like there's a lot of people who have um uh, it's very easy to burn out in the arts in Ireland. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people suffer from having to take on too much, particularly if you're freelance, right? Like there's mm-hmm. not many arts organizations or festivals who can employ people on a full-time year-round basis. Yeah. Like that's not how we engage people. Yeah. That's not how yeah. I'm engaged on this festival. Mm-hmm. And so you take on job after job after job. So when I first started, like when I moved back from Australia 10, 10-ish years ago now, nine years ago, um, I went freelance for the first time, took on every job I could get because that's what you kind of need to do to build a name. And after two years, I had to basically quit for a few months because I was fully burnt out from just saying, yeah. yeah. And I think that happens a lot in Dublin. But what I was saying about Dublin being small is like it lends itself to like you meet one person who's involved in something and then you meet everyone who's involved in that and that turns into an opportunity or a job or a direction. Yeah, as you say, like London is huge. Dublin is smaller, so I suppose it's easier to find and become a, part of a community here i suppose is kind of the the thought process there but it's interesting because i know so many actors and you know other creatives who go to london or go to Mm -hmm. berlin or staba new york or wherever it is because they're what you kind of see as where you make it the meccas of 
yeah. creativity yeah. and the like you know create, access there's a creative culture to, there pro, yeah, yeah progression you know and I mean? success yeah. but it's not necessarily always conducive to you know success for everyone you know? yeah 100%. but th- i'm but also i think dublin is like i've you know I've, i have worked away a few times and worked on on festivals and like you know met lots of artists who've come in from all over the world to do things that i'm working on and like some of the best artists i've ever worked with are from dublin and that's across all kinds of you know all all genres like i think there's yeah. a really really strong brilliant community of like risk-taking bold uh uh like artists who've got a very clear direction around who they are yeah. and what they want to do. And actually I think there's a strong kind of collaborative spirit with people in Ireland that I think is not necessarily true everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so there's like the, there's like the, you know, I can't speak for the last few years cause I'm a lot older than I was when I was kind of first introduced to it. But, um, the kind of there's a real vibrancy in Dublin that I think is really only now being let down by the lack of fucking spaces for people yeah, to. Yeah, that's, well, that's what that, that, that was a question in. that I was literally sitting here thinking of. I was gonna bring up to you. It was about the spaces in Dublin because, mm-hmm. like, as much as we do have a very fucking buzzing cultural hub of people, like that you were mentioning, like, like even like talking to Eric because I know we keep bringing up Eric. I know you're, you know him. Um, we love you, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Even his, his his way of thinking when it comes to what he does, like he's involved in so much, yeah. and it's not just um run the film club. It's what extra can I and like there are those minds like even Jamie with abode and like P, like Rebel Phoenix that we had on. Like mm. it's there's a lot of like cultural people within the city, but there's nowhere for them. There's to, just nowhere yeah. to go to do it. Like, no. and that wasn't the case. Like when I was in the Fringe, this was two thousand seven to like 2011 like there was I remember there was loads of places there was basements all over the place there yeah. were like play, there was cheaper there wasn't as much like not there was, insurance wasn't as much of a nightmare as yeah. it is now like there's yeah. so many obstacles I think for younger people coming up now yeah. who have an idea who want to present it and I think that's largely down to the lack of space mm. yeah. um, because space is at a premium everywhere but yeah. um yeah, it's apartments. like even this year we, you know, we we've like part of what we do at Bram is, and sorry, every time I refer to Bram, I'm obviously referring to Bram Stoke. <laughs> Don't say yeah. it's a Bram Stoke festival. Um, part of what we do at Bram is try to like put stuff on in interesting locations that maybe aren't designed for for audiences. And this year and last year, that's become tougher. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's become so. tougher because insurance is honestly, I cannot tell you how many conversations we have about insurance over the course yeah. of the year. Anyone yeah. listening who wants to work in events, it was the like, same. Get ready to talk about insurance. Yeah. They can't do Oktoberfest because there's, there's so many there's a lot of, and stuff. There's a lot of huge artists who always would have, you know, come to Dublin and played shows. Um, I know we're talking about Dublin and mm. more community-based artists and stuff like that, but it, like your huge stars aren't coming here because it costs too yeah. much to put on a show. So why would mm. they? They're not making the profits that they could. So we're kind of missing out on, you know, some of those side of, side yeah. of things too. Do you too. mean like like Beyonce, Madonna yeah, levels, exactly, skipping exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so because, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting that we say that. Uh, well, for me, it's interesting that despite these challenges, and despite being such a small space, be like a small city, we've always had artists and creatives who are globally respected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it goes right back to people like Bram Stoker, your people like, I don't know, Phil Linnett, your people like, yeah, you yeah. know, all, yeah. Sinead O'Connor, like all these people, like from such a small community and we still, we obviously we have, have that rep- creativity. So you can only, on yeah, and you can like, only imagine if we fostered a more, yeah, you know. That's because the people you're mentioning are like that kind of despite 
yeah. where they've come from. Yeah, exactly. Minutes, right? Because exactly. the infrastructure yeah. hasn't always been no. there for everyone. And it's the no. same way, like, you know, Joyce and, and Beckett, like, they're mm. massively celebrated around the world. Yeah. But it's not like Ireland was very kind to them when they were living <laughs> yeah. here. No. Of course. You know? yeah. It's crazy. Because, yeah. like, as as you mentioned, like, there is a worldwide representation of Ireland. Mm. Like, yeah. any anything, like, genre or whatever, like, acting, music, music, whatever it is, there's always an Irish representation there. Yeah. And, like, we're such as, like, I'll always kind of say, with regards to kind of smaller artists in Dublin versus, say, smaller artists in London, the smaller artists in London will, pro- will probably make it a bit further because there's such vast people to support. There's an infrastructure yeah. there, yeah. Whereas yeah. in Ireland, there's only, say, what, two million in, mm-hmm. in Ireland. Yeah. In yeah. Dublin. It's also definitely more saturated <laughs> yeah. in yeah. larger populations though yeah. as well. So it's kind of hard True. to break but through. In, but in let's say the likes of London, there's what, twenty two million people in London? Mm. Or whatever it is, like I'm not don't, don't fact check me. I'm not a statistician over here. Is there less? I actually don't know. My frame around I'm gonna Well is there not like sixty six million in England? Is that not the official Where do you get these stats from? I don't I, know. I don't think I thought that was I I I'm gonna guess that there's Six. I'm gonna go. Oh really? Am I that much? Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen mil. Eight point nine. Ah, eight point nine. Where the fuck right. am I going? Oh, so Tom wins. Eight point nine. Yeah, I win. There you go. Right, anyway, eight point yeah. nine. <laughs> 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 First time I've ever won anything in well, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, now, sorry, just to get back to it, like there is a lot more people in, like say London, for example, yeah. like yeah. that. You can kind of make it a bit further than you would in Dublin. Yeah. That's yeah. just how I think about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, like, on in that same way, like, I guess part of what I would now say feels like a responsibility that we have on this festival and and lots of others that, like, I've worked on is like taking care of the people who are here, right? Yeah. So, like, making sure that there is, like, when you work in a festival, like, there's a responsibility around the artists that you work with, the artists that you bring on board. Like, Body and Soul is brilliant at that in terms of like nurturing young Irish talent, like yeah. Avril and Jenny, and, and uh, like everyone I ever worked with on Body and Soul were brilliant at like spotting talent, figuring out a place for them, putting them on a stage where they felt, where they were like a stage that they were ready for. Yeah. Not advancing them to a massive stage until they were absolutely ready for it and really taking care of Irish talent. I think that's yeah. a sensibility that's kind of across the board in. Like presenting companies or presenting festivals in in Dublin, there's a lot of like m- kind of nurturing artists that happens yeah. m- massively behind the scenes. There's loads of companies that I can think of in Ireland, like First Music Contact, Angela Dorgan, and First mm-hmm. Music Contact is like brilliant at like really helping artists from the very early stages of their career mm-hmm. to the point where they need a team, they need management, they yeah. need a lawyer, they need an agent, they need a manager. Like you know, there's people there working in the background to like really really help Irish artists, which I think is yeah. and it's accessible as well. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, we actually villains our band we. We got a fund from First Music Contact yeah. to make a single. So we can They're vouch great. for that. I mean, Angela them, does yeah. unreal work in there. She's brilliant. She's nurtured so many people's careers. Like, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. That's actually mad. Yeah, I'm only thinking back on that. How long was that? Oh, that's a few years ago. <laughs> 26, 2017, 18. No, it's mm. later than that. Was it? 20 or 20. So, um, Bram Stoker Festival yeah. with Dublin City Council. Yeah. When, when did you get involved with that exactly? So I um, I moved back. For, I moved to Australia for a year when I was 30. So I moved back uh, in 20... Uh, I'm really tired, so I can't <laughs> remember. Don't mind years. So, 20, yeah, so roughly nine years ago, I moved back from Australia mm-hmm. and... Um, 
And a friend of mine, uh, Rosha Gowan, who I'd worked in Dublin Fringe Festival with, she was the director of the Fringe when I was marketing manager. Uh, we came across this tender to like take over this festival, right? So Dublin City Council and Falter Ireland had started Bram Stoker Festival really as a way of um, kind of, Two ways. One, like Bram had kind of been swallowed by the Brits in the way that they do that. Yeah. So of course, was, yeah. like, of course they yeah, the Brits are at it again. The Brits are at it again. Um, <laughs> so just put on me balaclava. <laughs> Get that Irish flag down. <laughs> <laughs> this, I've never described it like that before. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so they they, they had kind of started uh, Bram Circuit Festival as a way of recognising the fact that Bram actually is from Dublin and is yeah, Irish because yeah, I think yeah. the world considered him a Brit for a long right, time. Yeah, yeah. So one, it was a way of reclaiming him because Dublin's a UNESCO city of literature and it was mm-hmm. kind of a way of like bringing him back into the fold. Mm-hmm. But also strategically and smartly, it's like Halloween is a time that Ireland can really own, right? Yeah. Like it started yeah, here, yeah. sound started sound, here. Sound, so internationally, yeah. Falter Ireland wanted to bring wanted to bring people in from abroad to like own own that period of, of the year. Nowhere else in the world can like stake that claim, pun yeah. intended. Uh, <laughs> stake that claim. Thank you. Um, and so they were a partner for a number of years and brought in, you know, we, at, at a certain point we were bringing in like 25% of our audience was international. So like people were coming over for the festival and they st- still do. I think it's about 20%. In the last couple of years, it's been our, the, the, the kind of the primary funder owner of the festival, I guess, at Dublin City Council. And there's loads of reasons why it's there, right? One, it's like, opportunity to do safe things that don't involve vom- ba- vampires bon- I confused vampires, vampires and bonfires yeah. there vampires <laughs> vampires yeah no bonfires um, it's a like opportunity to have something for like families and people to do like yeah yeah re- it's a great idea because yeah like as you mentioned bonfires are fucking mental like <laughs> I was driving right the other night I was driving I was coming home from Sandy Mount I live in Sword so I was going through the port tunnel because I was like it's yeah. only three quid at that specific time so I was like yeah treat myself save 15 minutes or whatever and I came up to the port tunnel and Kira was like oh my god blah 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 and I looked down in front of me there was about 20 lads with yeah. wheels like tyres off of fucking huge tractors yeah, just yeah. milling Mini across the entrance for the port tunnel like about 20 of them yeah yeah I was like, Jesus Collect them out. I was like, yeah, collecting, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and they didn't give a rats. They just spread across like eight lanes of traffic. <laughs> You're in a city Dublin there, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. it's the Wild West down there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, sorry, getting back into your... Into the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So sorry, yeah. So that's so it started basically as a way of kind of uh, bringing Brian back into the fold, um, having things to do around family But also, yeah. So the thing that attracted myself and Rasha at the time to it was... And something that's kind of been part of my career throughout is um, like I saw it as a way of bringing people into like a very high quality arts experience that I think other festivals might kind of struggle with the comms around. Right. So like my role has always been in like, how do you talk to people about this stuff? How do you describe something like this? How do you describe this to like... um, I remember years ago in the fringe, like we were doing, we did this like copy workshop for people. Right. So like if they were like, how do you describe your show? So you get an audience in it. And like, we would always refer to the example that like, you're going to talk about your show differently to your taxi driver as you would to your ma, as you would to your barman or your, oh, yeah. your barber or whatever, barber, yeah. as you to somebody who goes to the theater all the time. Mm-hmm. And that always, that always kind of stuck with me because 
looking at Bram um, uh, Bram Circle Festival, which for the three years before we took it over had been primarily literary. Yeah, like it felt it, a bit yeah. like there's a real opportunity to get people at a time of year when they're really up for doing something. Mm-hmm. People are really up for like going out, doing something new, doing something that involves a little bit of horror, a bit of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an opportunity there to kind of what myself and Maria now refer to as like art by stealth, right? So like you can build these events as like slightly mwahaha. Yeah. But actually what people are getting is this really brilliant experience in the arts. And like one of the one of my favorite memories of of Annie Bram that we've done, we had the show that was a theater show that was in the Chapel Royal, the um the that that beautiful um church in Dublin Castle. And um I remember being in there and Actually, I might be inventing this memory. I don't know if I was there. <laughs> I actually don't think I was there. You must be really tired. I, I, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know if I was there. We've just told it so many times. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was there. But um, it was a full house. There was like 100 audience in. And the show was happening kind of. So we had all of the pews set up so that they were facing each other. Right. There was two rows of pews on either side of the aisle. And so the action was happening in the aisle. Everybody looking at it. And it was clear like the show started the actors are happening and people kept getting out of their seats and like taking photographs and in a regular theatre that's like a fucking nightmare and it's still a nightmare for the actors the actors can't really do their job so we still have to tell people like you kind of can't do that Yeah, yeah. but that people didn't have the instinct like I I can't do that said to us like these are people who maybe aren't going to the theatre all that often fucking brilliant that we've got them coming in here and I don't mean and I immediately say that and think like does that sound really condescending I don't mean that at all I mean like there was an excitement in those people to be in a space where there was something happening live and not on a screen that they were able to respond to and responded to really excitedly. And like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of the remains the reason why I think I love doing it. And I think Marie loves doing it as well. Yeah. They were kind of innocent to what they... There was no, yeah. there was no, like, weren't aware of all of the rules because yeah, I think maybe yeah. it had been their first time and maybe, genuinely and in a space where something like that was happening. Yeah. yeah. And that excitement, like, you kind of felt that excitement from mm. the person. Like, it's, yeah. it's I like, got into it straight yeah, away. Exactly. Just yeah, exactly. Like, you kind of, like, almost. You'd think, oh, I must yeah. have done a good job then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think the actors are looking back at it as funny <laughs> no. as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> it is so <laughs> it is It is interesting because, as you say, if you'd have pitched it, as this like literary 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 that's what it is it's the art it's appreciating the art you mightn't have had those people probably wouldn't have come in and that's not to say that they didn't fully enjoy it like they i'm sure they did Mm. they they probably were would be surprised by the fact that they enjoyed that if Mm. you did and it's as you say as it's how you tell like your ma something versus how you tell someone who wants to go to a theater show they (laughs) will both enjoy it most likely but it's how you get them there. Yeah. Of course. Um, it makes perfect I, sense. And I, I mean, and it's certainly not just down to me. I mean, like, like the, the, you know, it's everything down to like the design that we use. Like we work with a company called AD who also operate as Wove, who've created this like great brand for us that feels really open, still very like celebratory of like, you know, our logo has like fangs at the end of the L. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, so it's like it's that kind of stuff feels really, yeah, <laughs> but it's like that, it's that, it's kind of the branding stuff. I think that kind of pulls people in and then it's the programming. I think that keeps people. Yeah. Coming back. Coming back for more. Yeah, yeah. And it's spread, it's horrendous. like it's spread crazy. over, what is it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Like yeah, it's, it's over four days. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it is. To be honest, it doesn't feel as long as others. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a Greenfield Music Festival is only, you know, it's Friday through Sunday typically, and that feels like you're there for two years. Well, I'm guessing it's that two different kinds yeah, of festivals. Yeah. This, one feels, yeah. honestly, this one feels like it's because we're on it almost year round. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And by the time we get to this point, you know, literally two days out, it's like 99% of the work is it's done. done, yeah. done yeah. And actually it's kind of like, I don't want to jinx it, but like, it's kind of plain sailing from here. Like all right, we need yeah. to do now is like actually put the stuff on and that's yeah. not really my role. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. That's all you can come Good up luck, with. Guys, you? Yeah. You know, that's what the artists are for. And, yeah. and, and that's what the artists are for. And our incredible production manager, Marcus Goslow, who is like, we were talking about, you know, people who make the arts happen, like production managers like Marcus don't come along very often. Marcus has, I, I, I mean, genuinely thinking about it now, I can't, I, there's a few, there's a, there's probably 10 people in Dublin who've had the same amount of impact on hundreds of careers as our production manager, Marcus. Wow. has. like, um, I remember years ago, the first year we ever did Brown, myself and Rasha did Brown, I remember getting to the Friday and being like, hang on a sec, how are all these fucking shows going to actually happen? Because <laughs> I'd never been in that role before. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this, they're all sold out and everything's going to happen. And then I was like, wait, who's bringing all the things to the places? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's fucking making sure the wires that turn the power on are there? Yeah. And it's, my, you know, and like Learned that was a real job. learning curve for yeah. me. But it's like, honestly, if there's one, per, if you know, it's no festival ever comes down to one person, but Marcus is like, makes everything happen. Tip. And like, nice. Go to him I, with I the wildest sound. idea and he'll figure out a way to actually turn yeah. it into it. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. If we ever in need of a production manager, don't go near him because I need him. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. We, have, we have Lemo over there. It's all good. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure I quite produce, have the... Well, yeah, I'm a producer. Yeah, well, not a, yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's digged us out many holes. Oh, as well. Like, <laughs> and like as you said, you as you mentioned there while you were chatting, um, it's a kind of year long process. Mm. Is it is are you constantly keeping an eye out for maybe things that you can bring into the festival or uh, is idea where do you get the ideas from? Is that kind of your side or I'm not right? Like I I'm good at switching off. Like so, like November December, I'm like. Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Like, because there'll be other stuff. I mean, I'll be working on other stuff. But yeah. yeah, usually from about January, we'll start thinking like, okay, what, what now? What I mean, we we've now? got some chats happening this year about what we might do next year. Yeah. Right. So there's so kind the of three. Balls already kind of rolling. Yeah. With that. There's three. Yeah, okay. So like Machnus, who are going to be at the festival this year. Yeah. The, the, have you any of you ever been to Machnus Parade? No. The parades. No, no, I've never been to. Them. I've seen like imagery and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've never. Actually if you're been around to on Monday, them. come in. I mean, there is no. Honestly, there's no experience like it. And right. listeners, but, you should come in too. Yeah. Yeah. Machinus, like we've been chatting to Machinus now for two years about this. So oh, like that's about, because be they big. haven't been here since 2018. So we've been talking to them and trying They're to make it happen Galway, for two They're based in Galway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, that's how long it takes for the post to arrive. It's fucking mad. And they do it, like they do their big parade in Galway every year and, we, and we're bringing them down. They'll do it on Sunday and then we bring them down on Monday. And, but that takes two years you know yeah, and like yeah. it's even mm-hmm. one of the things we were working on today was um last year for the first time we really started thinking about accessibility in a way that like wasn't just saying like yeah our venues are accessible and if there isn't a wheelchair ramp then we're really sorry so we started to think mm-hmm. about ways of incorporating like real accessibility like part of it started because i've got two nephews who are um neurodivergent and have like particular needs around mm-hmm. going to okay. events and i remember having yeah. this kind of rc conversation with my sister where i was like why aren't you bringing the lads to any of my events so, anymore yeah. and she was like they're way too overwhelming right, like they can't yeah, yeah. they they don't enjoy it i don't enjoy it it's really tough and yeah, yeah. i remember saying it to maria and saying like we that there's kind there's something that we can do there mm-hmm. and so last year kind of started introducing sensory accessibility either performances or like sections of shows where that become mm-hmm. yeah, you know where that's amazing. that's easier to do and like this year we've expanded it even more into so there's one of stokerland which is our kind of family park thing um 
at the weekend. I'm describing that really well. Um, family park thing, guys. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Can't wait for that can you send me a recording of that so I can put it on radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we're doing that. And then Machnus for the first time, we'll have a sensory area where things are just a little bit calmer. So oh, that is brilliant. Uh, and 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 the end of that topic. Well, I can't remember why, where I was going with that. I'm sorry. No, I was just asking about like where you get the ideas come from, right. and Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, t- like, I mean, each festival takes a good amount of time to get up. But like, I know Marie is already buzzing with ideas right. for for next year. Like yeah. she said yesterday, in one of the five minutes of calm that she had, <laughs> like three events that she wants to do next year, and I'm already like, okay, great, yeah, let's yeah, make amazing. this happen. Yeah. Now it's definitely something I've I have heard of it like, but I've I think I went to it one year. I can't tell you what it was, or, but it is something that you always hear about every year in Dublin. And I have a two year old daughter now, so yeah. it's definitely something that I would want to get involved in. Yeah, we'll we'll share all the links on of the podcast, um, and all the yeah all the information that's going out. There are like we had Eric on, so I wanted to ask you about the kind of collab with Slaughterhouse mm-hmm. Film Club. Um and how that came about because we know he was explaining to us about his first event in Hen's Teeth. Yeah. And he was like, and then he was explaining one where he had to put the black bags up on the wall and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And he is a very creative mind around Dublin. So I was very interested in kind of hearing how he's kind of reached out to him or how, how that was found out. That, so that was all Maria. Right. Maria like came across him on Instagram, I think, saw the, um, uh, saw that they had just done something in the complex, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think it was Eric and Champagne's first show together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had done... Oh, it's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Thank you, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she saw these pictures at Instagram and like saw the name of the thing and saw the pictures and saw how like brilliant it looked and was immediately like, I want these lads, like let's yeah, get yeah. them on board. Mm-hmm. So she got in touch with them. They were really up for it. I think um, it was funny listening to Eric describe it, though, on, on the episode that he did. Because yeah. he was coming, and like, you kind of forget, like, there's another side to the conversation you're having, right? Because he was yeah. saying on, on when he was here, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we were like, oh, my God, we, we'd do it in a church. Are you serious? Like, we just dropped, like, oh, we're thinking you'll do it in Pepper Canister Church. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that felt so. really obvious to us. And we yeah, were just yeah, like, yeah. that, you know, yeah. he was like, oh, my God, brilliant. We'll do it in, in that space. But then also whether or not... Um, you know, we needed to sign off on the film from the dean of the church, and and then yeah. he was like, was "Oh yeah, have they looked into champagne." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" But I heard that. And I was walking into the office the other day, was listening to the episode, heard it, and then sent it to Maria to be like, "Did we mention champagne?" To the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine the dean is listening to this, but um, yeah, slaughterhouse. We just thought, you know, we looked back into their Instagram and thought, like, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's you. It's all. It hit loads of things that we love. It's using a space that doesn't feel like it's used all the time. It's they've got a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, of like you know of young people that we traditionally find it a little bit harder to communicate i'm 40 and i don't know how to talk to a 20 year old <laughs> you know in a marketing way yeah, um yeah but like i think maria just felt really strongly like this is going to bring us a new audience and they know how to fucking produce an event like it was yeah. clear these are safe hands i mean yeah. part of the thing when you're looking at, at working with anyone is like is it safe to give these people money to, to, to go and yeah, do something course, yeah, yeah. or is it going to be an absolute yeah. nightmare for us yeah. and we're going to have to handhold and everything and mm-hmm. I mean yeah. Eric's just run with it like he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. now he's very clued in yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he can tell his drive and what he wants to do with yeah. heart the slaughterhouse he's got definitely a head on his shoulders yeah. for this mm-hmm. like, you know, massively yeah, yeah. 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 I should say also we've just added a second show of of that it's sold it's sold out so there's a second one on sale 
Oh, oh, which we just put on sale and tickets <laughs> yeah. are likely still available while you're yeah. in go get them <laughs> go get them go and get them go see Faust with yeah. champagne yeah. but it is that it's that collaboration aspect of it as well that like there has to be a lot of trust like involved as you yeah. were saying with like you know people who you approach and stuff like that like and like how has that like been for you over the years like with reaching out to people and stuff and like, you know getting things going <sighs> I think some I mean, good some bad yeah some bad <laughs> but like none that really stand out right now I mean most mm. people are pretty up for pretty it and I think yeah. if you're getting to the point of like having a chat with someone and saying like this is an idea I have do you want to be on board or like we've seen yeah. what you do do you want to bring it to our festival I don't think we've ever had yeah I don't know that we've ever had anyone say no. Yeah, yeah like because I think we're coming with a pretty good proposition, right? Like, yeah, such a, such a big bring, festival as well. Yeah, yeah and we've got a really like. loyal audience. Like we've got mm-hmm. like, and that keeps kind of growing every year. So I mean, for for from the point of view of someone that we want to collaborate with, like we're kind of bringing a ready-made audience. Yeah, you know, a brand that's recognisable. We've got a massive outdoor and kind of out of home mm-hmm. and, and online campaign. Um. I genuinely can't think of any nightmares over the years. I can, I, I mean, the stuff that comes to mind about like approaching people and, and asking them to do stuff is only is is all good like yeah, I'm, yeah. without getting into like naming people or naming festivals <laughs> or whatever like it's it's uh the 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 vast majority of conversations i've had i can only remember people being like yeah that sounds deadly yeah. let's do it yeah. let's go yeah we're in the lucky position of having like you know Dunn city council are um a huge help i'd imagine yeah oh my god like we couldn't <laughs> i mean the amount of stuff that we can do because we we can call someone in there and say like we need this road closed i mean it's not that it's, uh, <laughs> it's not like, we can't do that you're just ringing them yeah, up on yeah. a saturday yeah. just say, yeah. i don't yeah, know that road. what it is <laughs> Hello, what Jenny, to do. i yeah. need that road closed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know for Machnes for instance mm-hmm. because it's a Dublin City Council property they have that happen in a room Sorry. that like need to be in a room when they can call the guards and say we need road closures yeah, civil yeah, defense yeah. are there to say we need there's you know however many thousands of people going to be there mm-hmm. They, they facilitate so much, you yeah, know, and yeah. like we run every aspect of the festival, but like we rely on Dublin City Council to massively, yeah, yeah. massively support yeah, yeah, it, you yeah. know. And do they have a big route? Is it, It's a parade, it's a isn't it? Route, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it'll leave from, um, it will leave from Moore Street and then go right onto Henry Street, up Mary Street, turn right onto Cable Street, then left onto Little Britain Street, then left down Halston, Halston Street. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah. I used to live around there. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And actually, if people are listening and are thinking about going in, Henry Street and Mary Street get mobbed really quickly. Yeah. It looks Cable just Street. as good on Cable Street. <laughs> yeah. It looks and, just as good on Little Britain Street. I lived on Cable Street and I, I have to say, I think it's a great little street nowadays. Cable yeah. Street's lovely yeah. in Dublin. Yeah. 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 Cable Street is not like Cable Street, South William Street. Like everyone yeah. refers to them as the best streets in Dublin. Yeah. They're both really different. Cable yeah. Street is absolutely the winner for me. Yeah. 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 I remember we used to love sitting out McDay's, was it? McDay's, yeah. Is that the pub out there? Yeah. No, no, no. McDay's. McDay's. McNeil's 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 yeah, a great yeah. pub yeah, yeah. something yeah. outside there was yeah, lovely yeah. on a nice I summer's used, day lovely. I used to love during COVID my apartment was like just back up towards the river on the other side of Panty so on the opposite side of the street from Panty Bar yeah and there was a stage where Panty Bar was ha- like outside of it it was just a oh. festival yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah every yeah. weekend like Friday, Saturday, Sunday like packed with people it was like because it was pedestrianised yeah People were just drinking on the streets yeah, 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 till yeah, at yeah, 12 o'clock and then the guards would show up and break it all up. But yeah. it was like <laughs> fucking mental <guards>. crowds <laughs> the whole time. It was no, great. No, no, no. That yeah. was a mad time. I mean, that was a, such a Bizarre weird time, time in town. Do you remember South William Street had 
fucking hoodies. Yeah. Oh, right. I remember going for going for a walk over that side of town. It was like the Wild West. I didn't know what was going on. Fourteen year olds. I was terrified. I remember coming in town one Sunday, one Sunday morning, like I was cycling around town like in the middle of it and it was like the day after one of those literal riots yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like walking on a nightclub floor like the yeah. ground the actual yeah. ground plastic so cups sticky. everywhere sticking plastic around. cups everywhere yeah but Dublin's great now it is it is we'll come into town this weekend <laughs> do Put that we washed shit. all of the streets yeah. it's fine but <clears throat> I was going to say are there any like so obviously Slaughterhouse is happening uh, the, the showings of Faust like are mm. there any Obviously, I'm sure every single thing that you've curated has been curated for a reason, and yeah. they're all really, you know, they're going to be great events. Mm. Is there any that are kind of stand out to you, or even over the years that have been, um, you know, ones that you have stood stood out to you? It's a real like Sophie's choice you're giving me there. I know, yeah, <laughs> um, it is tough for it's me personally. Deep. So one that I'm really looking forward to, it's sold out, unfortunately, is um this really odd uh kind of it's called Monsieur Pompier's. Traveling Freak Show, tra- Traveling Freak Show presents Nightmaresville, wow, which is a really. Man. Do you know the Mighty Boosh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very kind of psychedelic, odd, uh, comedy cabaret freak show, which um, came to us via the open call. So we release an open call every year for people if they have an idea that they want to do the festival, yeah. come talk to us. And um, it came into us. And I remember thinking like this, they had such a great application. The imagery was really strong. The mm. videos were so strange mm. and like really, really, really odd. It's like, it's basically, it's like a um, band uh, that gets like more and more frantic and weird as like the show goes on. And yeah. it's about, and their songs about like weird things that I <laughs> cannot remember. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's in the sugar club on Friday. And I remember thinking Amazing. like, if we're not yeah, the yeah. festival where like a weird mighty boosh strange freak show can happen than what is yeah so yeah. i'm excited to see that one um Machnes, i'm always excited to see yeah um and uh yeah that's it <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> all right and, and, Love yeah, them. and yeah all there's, of them. there's so many yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah amazing um, i just want to actually say sorry like well, after it's like obviously you were saying like you're going to take like what was it like november december off like and stuff like that. you actually have to decompress like from it all from like everything yeah. that's gone into it and stuff like that uh, yeah, but once think, it's done I'm, I'm sure it's like wow we did that like you know i'm a great sense of accomplishment that's a funny question and actually it's something that my um therapist has often said you should take more time oh, to really? like actually think yeah because I'm not good at that I'm not good yeah. at celebrating the successes because I immediately yeah. start thinking what do we need to fix exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and that's which I'm thinking about it now and I'm like because you were saying take November December off and it's mm. like definitely not taking it off yeah but like I'm, a, a, I'm not relaxed, great at, I'm not great yeah. at sitting back and thinking we did that that was great yeah, like I'm actually usually like fuck how do we fix that thing now next yeah. year I'm yeah, like what yeah. we do you know that that went wrong so how do we fix that to a degree yeah, yeah. like it's great to see you know you know every year when we get the figures from like Machnes or Stokeland or whatever you're like mm-hmm. oh my god 30,000 people came to that or however Amazing. many yeah and that's great but I'm not I personally am not great at, at right. like fully switching up sorry that's not true I wasn't always great at fully switching off mm. um I think I was saying to you before we started recording about like remember a couple of years into going freelance, like I had real burnout, like about yeah. two, two and a half years in, because you say yes to everything. Like I had real burnout. And I think that's a real problem with a lot of people who work in the arts. And I think forgetting to celebrate the successes and the wins is really common. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think that translates as like people continuing to do what they do. Yeah. 
Um, but for me now I've gotten better at it. I, yeah, I'll take some time off, but it doesn't. And I yeah. feel like you need yeah, decompress time. You just need a little it. bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah. we've had a, a couple of people on obviously creatives and stuff like that. Like, and, and me personally, even when we do gigs and stuff like that, I'm part of me when it's kind of done is like, oh, wow, that was great. But I'm always like, what's next? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's always like, you know, the ball's still rolling. We got to continue. This is good for now, but mm. like, it's always like, you know, tomorrow's coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so we've had a couple of people that kind of would say the same thing. It's like, they kind of just... Yeah. Take a little bit of it, but then they're always kind of switched on to what's coming next. Yeah, and I think it's like the the um like an Annie festival, you're kind of living on adrenaline, right? Yeah. Like I can feel it myself right now. I'm <laughs> taking deeper breaths than I usually take. I'm slightly vibrating in the chair because I'm like, I gotta go see some LED swans in a minute. Um, which is a sorry, that's something else I should have mentioned. Yeah. We've got some swans on Grand Canal Dock that aren't real. Um <laughs> more information on our website but, um, <laughs> but like sure you're kind of living on adrenaline a little bit because yeah. there's just it's like you know there's like a decision needed every five minutes sure yeah and in the week in the lead up to it you're like i know i'm kind of i'm saying something that's entirely contrary to what i said 10 minutes ago like 99 percent of the work is done yeah but like that one percent is a really fucking long list this yeah, week. I yeah. say so. and it's like it's all stuff that requires like real like today i was writing at these like talking points for um for a speech that someone has to give at the end of the festival and like you're thinking like wait what will have happened by that time so sure, that they can yeah. talk about that as though it's in the past yeah. and then you're like okay I've just done that I need to call box office to tell them to remember to give a ticket to this person so you're just it's constant yeah, like there's yeah, a constant list and yeah. I sound like I'm complaining now I'm actually <laughs> yeah. sorry I absolutely fucking love this like yeah. I, this is, I'm doing absolutely what it I want to be doing like it's I, very you know, high High stress, octane, yeah, yeah. High octane, keep going, and stuff yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I like it's you know I think it's certain personality types like yeah. Well, look, who, it's it's been yeah. an, it's been a success, so it's all you're yeah. obviously doing something yeah. right. Um, and fair play to you. Thank I, you for celebrating my success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want, we will. I want. I appreciate it. I yeah. wanted to jump into Bram Stoker himself. Yeah. Mm. I know we're kind of that was one of the talking points that we wanted to discuss, but myself and Lima before you guys came up, we'd so basically this podcast was based because we worked in Top Man. Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. um, we Lima had found out that Bram Stoker actually lived in the Top Shop building. Oh, on Stevens Green, six seven yeah. Stevens Green. Now it says for a period, but I can't. I. Did a little fact checking and I, I did find it in a thing. That's very interesting. But I thought I knew all of the addresses that yeah, he had done. I didn't know that. There was one. like That's a great. series of them in like one list. It was like his yeah. somebody like his family moved away or something like yeah. that. And then for a period he was in a couple different addresses. I've heard he had nineteen addresses in Dublin yeah. Irish, yeah. Apparently six uh seven, seven. St. Stephen's Green where Top Shop yeah. was, he used to live there, upstairs above a grocer's. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah so nice little connection little to fact, yeah. yeah to to us three. Yeah, that's actually mad. Yeah, and he, yeah, obviously born in Dublin. One of the like we were mentioning off air, like Dracula was his biggest thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't really do much else. Never been yeah. out of print. Never been out of print. Never had that successful sophomore album. Really, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's, listen, it was a great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can you cut this so I sound like I'm saying yes? So that I say the right one. It was his first book. It wasn't his first book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't remember now. I think, but yeah, but like I, it was yeah, definitely the, the, the 
one that kind of propelled him. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. what made him. Wonderful. And it's like I've actually never read it, but I I, I keep meaning to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I keep meaning I to like pick it up and just actually give it a go. Like I might actually do it over the over it's the book. book. Real right. slow reader, that'll probably take me until like, January <laughs> yeah. to finish it. <laughs> it might take you while. Yeah. yeah. I, it I, took I, me a long time. I picked it up and I was just like, "Ooh, it's actually a lot of pages." <laughs> yeah, and I was it's like, a lot of pages. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was I, like, "No." <laughs> I read it on the beach in Spain last year. That's a funny story. When I finished that one, I picked up Jekyll and Hyde. Nice. Yeah, so there you go. But uh, like, it is. Did it's you a, like it? Uh, Dracula. Yes, yeah. I did. I think I, I'd read it when I was uh, younger. Mm. Uh, I, back when uh, iPods, uh, iPod touches were new, and they had <laughs> you could get books on them. I did Ooh. that. You read um, Dracula on an iPod. Touch. On an iPod Touch. <laughs> That's in like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's me um, listening to fucking uh, Soldier Boy tell him on my iPod, and he's yeah. reading fucking Dracula, Dracula in bed. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know what? I'm pretty sure I might have just had a copy of it in notes or something rather than it actually being able to stop. Way. I, I've read it and I did enjoy it. It's like, it's no. interesting because it's, what were you going to say? I was going to say he downloaded Dracula and I was soldier boy telling him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, it's, it's, a, it's kind of, I hadn't read a book like it yeah. when oh, yeah, I did yeah. read it because it's written as if it's a collection of journals for yeah. the most part, which right. is really, like it was probably groundbreaking enough for mm. I don't know I can't say for a fact but it seems like it was a fairly yeah. unique way to write a book and he's created so many characters obviously Dracula being one mm. Van Helsing yeah uh, th- these characters that have like, Renfield. pervaded yeah, yeah. Renfield is that, and there's a new Renfield movie yeah, or just was yeah, yeah. or something yeah there's all these he's created these characters that have absolutely stood the test of time and just this the story and the premise of Dracula yeah, of on its own is like long lasted I definitely enjoyed it and I think yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth a read get it at your sounds, local library if you don't want to buy it I'll or the download it on your it's, iPod it's touch, nice to, it's nice to hear that the festival kind of acknowledged that yeah and wanted to take ownership back for Bram Stoker being Irish and being one of the big, like greats mm-hmm. with regards to the Dracula like you know oh, yeah I had never really heard I know you said it earlier that he wasn't necessarily always associated with being Irish. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, like, because he, he wrote it in the UK, mm-hmm. right? And and he, he moved to London. He was a theatre critic here. And then that got him in touch with um, uh, Henry Irving, Sir Henry Irving, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he managed um, him, didn't he? Yeah, who managed the Lyceum in London. And so he went to work with him in, in the Lyceum in London. And then that's where he wrote Dracula. But like, because Dracula is such a massive book and it's never been out of print and there's this kind of sort of global business around it right because yeah. it's like so many characters come <laughs> yeah. for it. um there's so many stories about like when you know when it was written and what inspired it like there's the like um there's the theory that like dracula is like uh a kind of a bastardization of the word of the irish words bad blood which is drachula okay yeah. oh, which yeah. is I think at this point, like proven as bullshit, but like, yeah, yeah. I think there was a much Sounds earlier nice. character somewhere in literature called yeah. Dracul. So again, but yeah. I don't know if it's the both theories, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, his, um, he, like he as a person is, I mean, I find kind of endlessly fascinating. There's his great grandnephew, Dacre Stoker, mm-hmm. who actually comes to the festival pretty much every year, is an academic and writer in his own right and does shows for us about, about oh, his yeah. great grandnephew uncle um <clears throat> has a book called the lost journal so he and this uh dacre basically found uh 10 12 years ago a bunch of brahms journals right mm. like in a family home like lost in a box like mm. amazing find That'd be yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And in the journals were like all of these um, uh, like handwritten notes that Bram had made about. And this is the stuff that I find really interesting about him. Like he was obsessed with like um, the Dublin accent and like how conversation sounded. Yeah, yeah. So he'd write out in... Um, What's the word I'm looking phonetics, for? Like, thank you. Yeah. yeah, he'd write out conversations that he overheard phonetically of like wow. all different kinds of people on the street, and like they were just in margins of his notebooks. And mm. there was um, included in the journal then was some like reference material of of kind of newspaper articles that were written about him at the time, and like two separate newspaper articles talk about what a good dancer he was. <laughs> oh really? Which yeah. like what a fucking weird thing for yeah. Bram Stoker to be. Yeah. Like everyone was like dying to have a dance with Bram Stoker. I'm, like these big dances, which I just find so yeah. fascinating. I wonder like, what kind of dancing was it the cha-cha yeah. <laughs> probably a waltz a waltz yeah, is kind of what you yeah. would assume but like yeah. that the I macarena. <laughs> yeah like that's I love learning that stuff about him and even the amount of addresses he's had in Dublin like yeah. he had an address on Sheriff Street I'm pretty sure Buckingham mm. Street um, I think off Kildare Street there's a couple in Rathmines yeah. like he's yeah, lived, yeah. you know he was all he's over the all over yeah. born in Clontarf I think yeah yeah they like you to know that <laughs> yeah they do they do the turf as they yeah. should yeah. as they should yeah. yeah it's a big yeah. big pull yeah. yeah yeah. but I was reading I was kind of doing a little bit of uh, research on it earlier and it apparently he was he was a sick child yeah, yeah, yeah. and he couldn't Lamo was saying he couldn't walk until he was seven or yeah. something like that something like yeah, that, yeah. And what I learned was that his mother was a storyteller mm. and that's where he kind of got the bug for writing and stuff. Yeah. And then I was also around the same time, <coughs> sorry, as the famine and he was seeing people on the streets like trying to eat each other basically because they didn't know food like mm. and that's kind of where he got that from as well. So little fun facts there. Yeah. That I, found I don't know how fun they, that last one yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Morbid. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Grim. Yeah, that's a that's a that's, de- that's a big theory about yeah the man telling them the the like cholera epidemic stories yeah. and famine stories yeah. and all of that and like it, that kind of that brain for the for yeah. the dark I guess yeah. 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 And he kind of took from that and was like right I'm gonna start writing about mad fucking creatures that yeah. Yeah. suck blood and blah 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 whatever. Anyone want to dance? <laughs> yeah. This story about this preacher, I want to tell you. Yeah. Imagine one of the journals was a guide to how to do the, the Stoker, a long lost dance. The Stoker. Oh, that's the actually, stoker. That's, I'm definitely noting that as an idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's, a there's a show, there's an event in that somewhere. I think there's definitely an event in some. We've always struggled to do like parties because mm. everyone wants to go to a Halloween party and their friends yeah, have like yeah. nobody. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So we always struggle to like do big like dress up parties. They're also really expensive and never make any money, so they're kind of a nightmare. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but there's, I'd love to do something like, and I'm fully stealing that by the way. I'm just going to so tell you, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Do the stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll credit yeah, you. Don't worry. Credit you me, can yeah. come on, I'll give you a ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can't wait to do the stuff. I'll go home and invent it now. Yeah, I'll, do. I'll, send I'll us come video. up with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously, please I'll go home and do it. Lauren, come down the stairs tomorrow morning. Be like, Roy, what are you doing? I'm just He's like, have you seen the stoker? You were trying something, okay? If people obviously can't see, but you did a bit of thriller there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was just a go to muscle memory like yeah yeah <laughs> felt like a spooky dance yeah. <laughs> you're, you're suggesting that he might might have been gay do you want to talk about yeah, that yeah like look maybe he wasn't but <coughs> I think there's enough um, so his wife used to go out with Oscar Wilde right mm-hmm. wow 
He loved I dancing. Mean, he loved dancing. <laughs> two plus two. <laughs> two plus two. I, you know, as a like as as a gay person, you recognise that characteristics that people yeah. use to yeah. describe other gay people right. particularly at a time when that wasn't legal yeah, yeah, of course. or yeah, visible yeah. or, or you Which know is, or yeah. obvious and mm. um I know I kind of feel like the fact that his wife is married to Oscar Wilde is kind of evident or went out with Oscar Wilde is kind of evidence enough but like bisexuality exists yeah, maybe yeah. that's true. a thing Very true. but there is there's like a lot of theories around like him and Henry Irving potentially having been partners there's definitely a long running theory around whether or not he was syphilitic when he died okay, there is yeah. a definite case to be made for like Dracula the novel itself having, like if you look at that through a very queer lens yeah. like there's a kind of a camp sexy man who wants to suck your blood like <laughs> yeah. you know there's elements of gayness in that right so I mean and he's a, Dracula yeah, so, is a really queer character yeah, he lives yeah. alone in this castle this beautifully decorated castle <laughs> and once you, you have to, to take your shields off before you go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry. Well, oh, now uh, it does make sense, like, because I'm watching their new show on Netflix called Bodies. Have you seen this? Haven't I? I've oh, seen yeah. it. I've seen it. I've watched and it. There is, I won't get too much into it because I don't want to spoil that, but there is a timeline where they kind of go back now, not as far as the 1800s, but kind of the early 1900s mm. and they're 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 kind of portraying the detective in it as a mm. gay man because okay. there was like uh i won't get saying but there is a kind of scene where it's like him and another man are like are they gonna kiss like oh yeah you know what i mean so maybe back then as you were mentioning like they don't they won't really wouldn't talk about or anything like that so implied yeah, yeah. It's, I, like yeah. it's all coding, like, right yeah. like there's, yeah. it's that same way like characters through through films books you know music yeah. whatever for, forever like there's kind of queer coding so like there's yeah. ways you can spot a character who like existed right. in the in the author's mind or in whatever you know in the mind of the person creating them that couldn't openly be gay but like mm-hmm. there's okay. clear signs that maybe they are yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a theory it's not you know yeah. Dracula's also like his victims aren't exclusively male or female like yeah yeah, yeah. there's loads of ways to look at it you could look at it from yeah, I mean the, you know an artist that we worked with a couple of years ago retold the Dracula story as a story about immigration so like mm-hmm. he'd like update like it's basically the Dracula story the same as like Nosferatu arrives yeah, from a strange yeah. place in a strange land and people are like hey go back to where you came from right, there's yeah. an obvious like immigration outsider kind of yeah. lens that you can right, look at yeah. it through there as well but like I don't know I maybe I just want him maybe I just want that to be the lens that is yeah. that's the, yeah. that's the now that I think about it like all the men that he does go after are very hot they're all right they're all right like, <laughs> like hot both guys yeah long detectives hair. And yeah. Fucking, like I mean come on <laughs> no it's a good theory I've no, I would have never thought about it mm. from, through like, that lens yeah through that now, lens but yeah. now that you mention it, it is very camp as you said like so who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But look, if he was of all, all, all form, yeah. all colors of the spectrum are yeah, welcome yeah. at Bram Stoker <laughs> Festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on now, folks. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> now I think we'll wrap her up there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting conversations. Lovely to meet you, Tom, as well. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks so much yeah. for having me up. Um, definitely check out the festival over the next couple of days. We are. You will be hearing this on Thursday night. We're, we're recording Wednesday. We. We're dropping a Thursday mm-hmm. so that if you want to have a listen in and kind of get the insights to Tom and the festival itself, you can come on, give it a listen. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, drop down. Do you know what? I might actually bring Lily to um, the nice. parade. 
do and Stokerland as well that's yeah, the, um, the, the family the park park there. that I described terribly <laughs> earlier on it's a yeah. lot more fun yeah. than how I made it sound <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan will just be having a ball <laughs> Lauren you know Lily yeah, yeah. family park Stokerland yeah. it's just the Stoker yeah yeah exactly but, so there's obviously loads of things for people of all ages and creeds and anything yeah um, but there not is, everything is sold out. Not everything. Not everything there is though. a second screen and a Faust, and we yeah. had Eric on, so we would recommend getting down to see yeah. it. So see that in the pepper canister. The pepper great canister, occasion yeah. for it. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks so much, Tom, for coming. Thank up. you Lovely for having me on. Yeah. Great conversation. Very yeah, likewise. Thank you. Intriguing yeah. conversation about Bram Stoker to kind of maybe think about going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you're new around here, please like uh, on Spotify share, and give it a follow. Give this festival a follow. They are doing really great things for the community as well. Hundred so percent. It's definitely something that we should be getting involved in. And if you're from around the area, definitely get involved. Yeah. So, announce. And the sale emo. Why are you stitching me up this time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually, usually he stitches me up at the end of every episode. Anything else to say? I was like, no, yeah. just that. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Next week.